Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Oh, greetings, everyone. I'm going to be the broken record again on a Tuesday because I say this every Tuesday. This is my favorite day of the week now. Although I do love Sundays going to church. Yeah, I love love the weekends with the family. But Tuesdays in the evening here in Michigan, in the Midwest, Being Brown Live is happening. I'm so excited. And all of you have heard me talk about how blessed and fortunate I have been to have phenomenal guests. I mean, people that have crossed my path um, that I truly believe were destiny intersections. This, this one right here, I have to say, it, it just tops it. Because when I met this young lady through a mutual friend, Mimi Brown, I mean, June 1st, I didn't have a guest scheduled, y'all. I just need to, I just need to be real. I did not have a guest scheduled until I met this fabulous woman. And I was like, oh my gosh, if your schedule's available, you have to come and share your story. So we're going to get right into this because this is truly a destiny intersection for me. And when this session is done, you guys are going to completely understand why I am so blessed and honored to know Monique Wells. Monique Wells is a director of diversity, equity, and inclusion at DTE Energy. She's responsible for accelerating DTE's progress in building a workplace where everyone feels valued and able to contribute their best energy towards serving their customers, communities, and each other. Monique graduated from Michigan Technological University, and we're going to get into that in this session. So for those of you that are not from Michigan, you're going to understand why that is so important. With an associate's degree in chemical engineering technology and a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering, Monique went on to complete her master's degree in career and technical education from the University of Toledo and is a licensed educator in the state of Ohio. Prior to joining DTE, February 2021, Wells served as DED and Inclusion Project Manager at Consumers Energy, where she supported the Inclusion and Strategic Sourcing Department. In this role, Monique was responsible for the development and deployment of diversity, equity, and inclusion company-wide strategy. In this capacity, she led cross-functional corporate and operational teams in the design, implementation, and execution of DEI goals. Excuse me, metrics and continuous improvement plans. Monique serves on the College of Engineering Advisory Board 
Okay, so my voice is like not even cooperating because I'm so excited for this woman. <laughs> Monique serves on the College of Engineering Advisory Board for Michigan Logical and Engineering Advisory Board for the Spring Arbor University. Oh, I'm very familiar with Spring Arbor. She continues to be a passionate advocate for STEM, equity, and literacy in the state of Michigan through her support for FIRST Robotics Programming and organizations like FIRST in Michigan. And with that, Monique Wells, welcome to Breen Brown at Work. It is such an honor to have you with me. I mean, I couldn't even speak. I mean, my voice is not <laughs> cooperating with me because of the level of adrenaline and excitement that I have for this session tonight. Monique, welcome to Being Brown. Thank you, Linda. Um, I, too, am excited from our first conversation. I said, how are we going to keep this to 30 minutes? You are a mastermind because when we get together, there's a flow that that just it's it's very organic. And I think for the partnership we now have in doing life together. And so I'm glad that we can have this conversation and share it with others today. I, I so agree with you, Monique, because when we met, to your point, I mean, it just, it started from an e-introduction, then yeah. we did our Zoom meeting, and mm-hmm. I felt like I've known you for yeah. years, and that's because of the kindred spirit and the like journey that we've had somewhat in our personal and a lot in our professional life. So Mm -hmm. we have connected early on and that's why I needed this audience to hear from you. Um, It is going to be difficult to keep this to 30 minutes, but that's okay Mm -hmm. because people are going to see you again because we are going to stay connected and they'll see you again. So, you know, let's, let's get into this Monique because, you know, what really struck me when we first met was the fact that, and I know my audience is going to relate and connect to you immediately as well, because as black and brown women, we have this foundational, similar experience. And that is recognizing how others see us in the corporate space, which then can affect unfortunately, to how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if we could, let's go back in your career. I believe early on, it was Dow Chemical, correct? Mm -hmm. Early on? Share a little bit about your early career experience. Yeah. So thank you for taking me back. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, My early experience, um, you know, it was very uh, eye-opening for me um, to leave uh, tech and go to Dow. Um, you know, I had a really beautiful coming of age experience at, at Michigan Tech. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? Don't mean to interrupt you. Let's give our audience a little bit of flavor of what Michigan Tech okay. is because okay. everybody's from Michigan. So, yes. Do That's that. true. That's true. Let yes. me go back. So yes. born and raised in Detroit, graduated from King High School. And I was um, in uh, the math, science and applied technology program there. And that just created a really great channel and funnel for me into the the engineering sciences. And so Michigan Tech was way up there on the list. Um, So myself and several others from our high school went to Michigan Tech. Um, And I can tell you that Michigan Tech is this. (laughs) So everybody pulls out their hand when they talk about Michigan. It's an upper peninsula. And so it's about 
about where you get to when you're about to fall off the earth, really. It, it just feels like it's that far north. Many people are so amazed that Michigan can um, have uh, regions that it takes 10 or 11 hours to get to, but Michigan mm-hmm. is, is quite a trek from Detroit. And so when I went to Michigan Tech for a summer youth program prior to graduating, um, it was just amazing. And so my career there or, or my education there was not the norm. I'm, I'm a city girl that came from Detroit. I went to Michigan Tech. There's very a very low percentage of minorities there, right. mm-hmm. but it was a home for me. Mm-hmm. I went there and, and a place where you would think, wow, you're so different. Um, this is something that, you know, should be, uh, you know, feel as if you're um, outside of your norm started to feel very comfortable for me. And so that's not to say that, you know, there weren't some adjustments there, but, you know, I started to see really my capabilities there. I had professors that would just pour into me. And that was not something I was used to. Um, we know Detroit is very racially divided. So my yes. was not like others around the state. It was not very diverse. And so when I went up to Michigan Tech, it was very apparent that there can be other people in this world who could see what what's inside of you and, and deposit and plant. And so mm-hmm. long story short, very great career, but it was just preparation. Mm would become, you know, my career in the engineering sciences where I would again be very um, used to the fact that there were not many minorities or not many that would look like me in these settings. And so um, after leaving Michigan Tech and going to Dow Chemical, it was eye-opening, right? So I was one of uh, very few minorities in the production plants working um, with the unionized workforce. And it became very obvious to me that um, there was still some stuff I had to work through. Mm. Like still some things that I didn't fully know about myself, right? So I very quickly became aware of, there's a difference between me and the people who are here. And the difference in my mind, um, it came from a very personal place. I would feel um, at times very deficient and lacking looking around me and saying, what did I miss? Right. I met, I went to Michigan Tech. I thought I, I thought I did something. <laughs> I graduated with honors. Um, but it would be similar to my freshman year when I would go there and kind of feel that difference, but then soon understand that more of the difference was about the perspectives I had of who I was in that environment. There we are. And it would take years for me to work through that. But when I did, I became aware of the fact that my environment was for me. It was placed there for me to realize these things about myself. So when I went through it again at Dow Chemical, you know, I would have times where I would be in engineering production meetings where I would have to deal with the unionized workforce. And I was like, this is not I I am not cut out for this. I'm, I'm lacking something. Uh, And, you know, I would go through a series of things that finally taught me, you know, Monique, who who are you? Who are you? And what are you capable of? And it was this very awakening experience where I understood the power of my faith. You know, we go through our childhood and we go through upbringing. And it's one thing to know your faith as it relates to others 
Yes. And what they say to you. Yes. Faith. And, but it's a whole nother thing when you have to sit and it becomes real and you need to. Yeah. And so I got to that Mm -hmm. and, and um, I'm going to make it real, real short, but you know, I got to the point where I realized a lot of my struggle and the feelings that I would have of inadequacy, that I was deficient in something, that I missed something in the process of being prepared, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. others didn't miss, mm-hmm. that they showed up with every day. Part of it was the fact that many of them did. They were legacy engineers whose parents were engineers, who exactly grandfathers and so forth were engineers. Um, right. It just wasn't the Caucasian um part of the workforce, there were many Asian Americans where they, you know, were immigrants or their grandfathers or grandmothers or mothers or fathers came over and started to work in um, Silicon Valley or, you know, they worked in other areas in engineering and engineering sciences. And I just looked and I said, well, I am, you know, the the first to graduate with an engineering degree in my family. And I did not have that legacy. But what does that legacy mean? In terms of the legacy of faith that I was given. And that, you know, Monique, I I don't want to interrupt you there, but I think that is so profound, right? Because, and that's where our connection was. And I know our viewers have some of the same connections being brown and black women in the workplace. Often we are the first. Mm -hmm. I was the first with a college, with second with a college degree was a previous generation before me now. So Mm -hmm. second with a college degree, first black woman in my family, we are often the first Mm -hmm. and that we can carry that with us, right? Yes. To the point where we start to look in the mirror and tell ourselves, okay, I am lacking. Like you said, something's different, something's off. But what I love is what you're about to go into is how your faith corrected that view yeah. of yourself. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I I can name to you, Linda, so many instances where it was me working out, mm. trying to really understand. And for me, I cannot separate my faith journey with my professional journey. Yes. Um, it was a journey in understanding. I can't be resentful for what others have and the preparation that others have. Uh, But what I can realize is that everything that has happened in my life, God has made uh, a path for me that nobody else could walk but me and gave me everything that I needed. Right. And I had to come to a point where I showed up without lack. I showed up more than enough. I showed up with everything that I needed. And no, I couldn't say I had a lineage and legacy of master's degrees and doctorate degrees in my family. But I could say, I know what a praying mother could do. I know what it means to be grounded and rooted and being a new creation set apart. I know what it means to know that the scripture really does. It it really is true. I know the plans that I have. have Jeremiah 29. Yes. And when, when when I realized that there has to be more Lender than words on a page. Yes. You've got to walk into a place whole. And I didn't. I walked into a place deficient and somewhat defeated. Mm. Anytime I, I, I sought to put uh, that on somebody else, even if there was a deficiency, I had more than enough. 
that the thing that my mother, uh, my my father raised me on was the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. There is anything that you need, you take it to the Lord in prayer. And so I, when I show up, I can't blame anyone for showing up deficient when I have the ability to pray for everything that I need. And so that experience, it changed everything for me. My location didn't change. My job assignment didn't change. Where I worked and who I worked with did not change. Didn't change. It nothing changed, but everything changed. Yes. I showed up with a different confidence. I showed up with I didn't have I didn't have a me against the world mentality. Okay. I showed up with I am here and I'm here with Christ <laughs> as 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 everything that I need. I I showed up sufficient. Yes. And doing so, it was more about how do I now take the opportunities I've been given mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pursue them with reckless abandon. I went back to the, the place where I said, this atmosphere was made for me. It was made for me to be planted. It was made for me to be cultivated in the deep, dark spaces, which I believe is what I went through. Yes. Um, I believe I was a very pleasant person at that time. It was just, it was, there's, there's something when deficiency grabs a hold of you. And yes, yes, yes. It's, it, it's a perspective oh that allows you not to be so easily, um, it's, you know, I would have mentors say, you know, I, I'm trying to, to, to tell you and to, and these would be white men who would lean in to tell me, okay, here is exactly what it is that you need to do from a mentoring perspective. Because I value in you. I see people could see in me things that I could not even see in myself. And have people leaning in 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 that way, then understanding that this environment, this atmosphere was for you. I started to look for what was there for me. Wow. For the support. Yes. Somehow when you show up in in a deficiency space, I think you, you miss what's there for you to help succeed. Yes, Monique, I want to really, you know, really highlight what you just said. Deficiency can have a positive purpose, but it's a mindset, right? We have to know. And I tell my audience and my clients all the time, your personal life is not separate or different from your professional life. The two are intermingled. The two are the same, right? We can't split ourselves in half. So the fact that you understood who you were spiritually and that irrespective of the situation, there was work purpose in you being there. There was a growth opportunity in you being there. All of it had a end goal, right? And and it's about us and our mindset. I mean, sure, we could hang our hat and say, you know what, they're racist or they're this, and we can just sit back and decide, okay, the woe is me, I'm done. But it's the mindset shift to understand, no, and and I agree with you. I totally am with you on the fact that God has worked this in me. He has put me in this situation to grow me. There is a purpose behind this. Now, how do I show up in that purpose? Yes. And how do I yes. choose to yes. show up 
in yes. that purpose, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> How do I choose? Yes. yes. It's a decision. It is a it decision. Is. And we do not give enough weight and authority to the mm. of the decisions that we make. Mm. Um, so I read a book about um, a Holocaust survivor and it's Man's Search for Meaning. And, and it was just another example of how choosing what you make the decision about means everything to the perspective that you bring to whatever place you show up to. Yes, ma'am. I, I can't, like Linda, I'll tell people, I can't unknow what I know. What I know is that when I showed up to a space even if you just down to its most fundamental parts, if you show up to a space, not recognizing what's around you, you can be in the presence of gold mines and it just completely be oblivious to it. Exactly. And what I know is when I have the perspective that um, Lord, your scripture is true and I can't not know that mm. I have to show up knowing that. Girl, and if I show up, just says, not knowing, what I know, I can't not know. I can't I know what I know. How can right? I know what I know? What I know what to I be know. true. And what yes. I know. So, and I'm talking that I have seen the Lord respond to prayer. And I think we, if we, sh- if we think back, we've seen God show up for us in ways that if we just said, if he did it for me in that space. Oh my, could he do not only that, but he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can imagine. And I said, Lord, I want this degree. I want this opportunity. I love this career field. And I said, if I, and I remember this conversation that I had, I had a poor performance review Mm. at home that day. I was living in Midland, Michigan. I never will remember. I never will forget this. And I something rose up in me and said, oh, you know, you could just say, okay, you know, people aren't treating you right. They're not seeing you for the great person that you are. You need to move on. You need to find a different career field. Something rose up in me and said, greatness is in me. There is no failure in me. And so if I'm going to leave this career field, I'm not going out like this. And I felt something shift in me where I said, Lord, will do what you want me to do. And you know what the Lord wanted me to do? Submit to the process. Mm. Stop fighting that process. Stop fighting those people bringing me to a place of capacity. I had more than enough to do and I didn't feel like I had enough to get it done, but people had expectations that you will get this done. You will get this project on time. You will get these clean outs done with the, you can say operators don't like you, but at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to get mm. it. And so to press through that and say, you know what? I know what to do. We know what to do when we get in areas that there is nothing else to do. But what yes. we don't know how to do is go there in the beginning and say, Lord, I'm here. Make your way for me. Make yes. your path for me. And help me to be submissive in the process to you as you use these situations. If the situation is for you, you better believe. I'm going to strip out of it. He can. And the and see, we don't think about uh, in Psalms 23 when, when we talk about 
having a table for you in the presence of your mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who do you sit at tables with? Monique. When you sit down at a table, Monique. it's not like, okay, I'm going to do this to the and, and send them. No, God will make tables for you in the presence of people who you don't believe don't for you. But you don't normally eat with your enemies. So, so the, the, the visual is even yes. situations that you meant for evil, I will turn them for good and make a table right there for you. And so what I started to find is those relationships where I thought people, oh, you, they are completely against. It was my process for mm. God to move me past myself and say, even if they were against you, yes, I'm in you. I am you in the earth. And so if you are in the earth, what do you do in those situations? You show the light of Christ. How do you show the light of Christ? I can't cuss you out. <laughs> and say, okay, you completely against everything. I, I show what happens when you are supposed to be walking with the life that Christ gave you. Yes. The ability to walk through any doors, to speak and 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 work with anybody, to take what what could destroy your and 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 bring life out of it. Bring good, yes. To bring good, yes. See, and look. it changed Linda everything. Oh, I know it. Ha- Look, Monique, it's six. It's all five. See, I told you. See, I told I you. And I'm seeing comments. The comments. I, I, I know, y'all. This is good. This is good <laughs> stuff. I know it is. And there's five minutes left. That's why we have to bring Miss Monique back because this will yes. not be the last time. And I'm thinking about Monique doing a conference in 2022 called the Being Conference. Mm-hmm. I'm praying about it now, right now. But it came to me through pr- previous podcast guests. And I'm thinking about doing it. So y'all, y'all might see Miss Monique on the stage talking about some of this stuff in the future. Um, But Monique, if you had, if you had to give uh, three to five, as we close out this session, if you had to give uh, those women that are listening to us, and we've got some, some men that follow me too, but if you had to give them three to five things that you think are paramount to them having the perspective mindset shift that you had and experienced such that they can move forward in spite of the situation, move forward knowing that they have uh, everything, as you said, everything that they need. What would you give them? What would be your three to five? Hey, this is what you do. This is, you know, keep this with you, carry this with you. If you find yourselves in, in, in a workplace environment that right now feels like it's tearing you down. Yeah, um, that would be very simple. I can I can run it quick to make sure we don't go over the first thing. And I'll just say from my perspective here. Yes, absolutely. There are many people. From my perspective is my identity in Christ has to supersede any other reflections or representations I have for myself. Mm. I am an African-American. Yes, I am one of few females at work. Yes, I'm in spaces where I am the only. But what goes above and beyond all that is I am a child of God. Mm. Identity is in Christ. That was the first thing. And if, you know, there are some of you who say, you know, I, you know, I'm still trying to find out what that is. The, the important thing is to understand your identity has nothing to do with what people see when they look at you. Mm. Very little of your identity is the perspective of, of others on you. And the question then becomes, who are you? 
right? The second thing is just an understanding that you can show up to places with a perspective that will influence how people treat you. If you are a happy person on the inside, to them who want friends, show yourself friendly. (laughs) When when people can tell, right, what you show up with. And sometimes it's their responses to what they see unspoken Mm -hmm. in you that, that, that sometimes people react to. So show up authentic, but show up in who it is that make what it is that makes you great. And the, the third thing is always be strengths minded. Mm. What strengths are you bringing to the table? Yes. Or what is it that you offer the atmospheres that you show up in that nobody else can offer and start looking for opportunities to plant those seeds and be great wherever you show up? Look, that <laughs> right there. I mean, that 30 minutes has come and gone. gone. Y'all, look, now you see. Thank you, Linda. Oh, Monique, please. Now you, all of you guys see, you see why when I met this woman through Mimi Brown, I mean, it was immediate. And I'm sure you felt the connection. I can see in the comments. You guys are connecting. Everything she's talking about is resonating with you. Monique, I am so honored. Thank you for taking time out of your evening and dropping these nuggets, these jewels, these God-led, this God-led wisdom with my audience on being brown at work. I'm telling you, don't worry. I know you guys are all were. Hey, look, this was too fast. I get it. It was yeah. <laughs> too soon. I get it. Uh, she will be back. Monique, yes. again, thank you. Thank you so very much. Any thank of you. you, if you're interested in connecting with me, there's links in uh, whatever vehicle that you're watching this on. You can connect with me and we can work together towards what Monique just talked about. And that is shifting your mindset and giving you the proper perspective. And if there you have a spiritual life where God is the foundation, which he is of mine and he is of Monique's, if you see, I would love to support you in your career journey. But for that, that is the end of Being Brown Live. And uh, Monique, thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.